the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Milton. Glick Another Glick. one of those bright, sunny uh, Texas afternoons, Milton. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful day here at Millburgers. <laughs> uh, a little misty, maybe. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's uh, a little on the uh, wet side. Just, a, just a, another one of those... Uh, one hundredths of an inch. Yeah. Rain days. Yeah. Or trace, trace, uh, raining. Now trace will come up going. I heard y'all call my name. I didn't know what you wanted. <laughs> hey, so if you want to be a part of the show, you call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven and toll free outside of San Antonio eight six six three zero eight. Eighty-eight sixty-seven. The number to call to be a part of the show. Yeah, it's a it's a gray day, but uh, it's not too but not too bad. A little. No, it's supposed to get warmer too. Yeah. I saw the high today was seventy-three. Uh-huh. I know she got your short sleeve. Yeah, I. I no, I don't have. I didn't go that far, but I. I kind of <laughs> wish I had had the sweatshirt on, but I'll be okay. Uh, lots of uh, blue bonnets moving out. This yeah, I, well, there's a lot of them over there on the table. Oh, yeah. The, and uh, the, the, this the is rodeo tomatoes. This is getting right at the end of a blue bonnet planting season because the stupid things will be blooming in uh, in thirty days. Uh, that less uh, than thirty. One days. lady had a whole wagon load of them, and she said, "Well, says, they're well, on sale." Yeah, she said, "Well, they do all right." And I said, "Well, you're going to do containers or in the in the ground?" She said, "Well, she was going to try in the ground." I said, "Well, you get." Get some blooms. Give them one dose of fertilizer, and yeah, and I told her it's eaten. If you put them in containers, you can give them more fertilizer. You can get a, and get some real size out of them. But yeah, uh, but that'll you know because they're on sale, they look good. They oh still yeah, look good. Uh, get them in the if you got a good spot for them. Get them planted, and you'll get some blooms to to observe and admire, and you'll get some seeds out of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, yesterday I was talking about if you planting plants now, blue bonnet plants. We're talking about blue bonnets, especially that uh, every time you water, use a water soluble fertilizer. It's a wagon load right there. Oh, oh the blue bonnets. But every, in other words, every time you water, use a water soluble fertilizer. Now the reason. That's critical because we need to grow them, grow them as much as we can before they start blooming, which is in 
Yeah, they get a delayed march or April. Disadvantage, they don't have that large root system. Right, right. They would have. And uh, people always say, well, (laughs) the old standard deal is you don't have to fertilize blue bonnets because they're they they make their own nitrogen. Well, that's a that's in a desperation situation, but uh, they they will appreciate you furnish them uh, nutrients uh, uh, while they're growing. A little bit of help. Now, uh, the pl- pl- places that grow blue bonnet transplants put the fertilizer in their water. In other words, every time they water, they they uh, put fertilizer on there. And you you say, well, will that will that do the blue bonnets any good since they make their own fertilizer? I'm telling you that 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 the stuff that they make on their own is uh is just secondary. In other mm-hmm. words, uh, they uh, if if they didn't have the rhizobium uh, uh, bacteria to take the ni- nitrogen out of the air, uh, they would they would perish. Now, now there's a, that a good example of how blue bonnet transplants need fertilizer right here at Millburgers. Uh, out, out there with all the larger blue bonnet transplants, there's some in smaller containers. Uh, and you can compare the ones that haven't been fertilized for a long period of time and the ones that have been fertilized for a period of time. The ones that haven't been fertilized for a long period of time are yellow and are not actively growing. Mm-hmm. Now, I was going to tell Mother Nature mm-hmm. that despite the way he sounds, he still believes and loves Mother Nature. Not to, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's saying... Well, so, so sometimes we need to help Mother Nature yeah. out a little bit. Well, we, well, and we, with these transplants, too, we're kind of uh, we're cutting some corners so that we can take advantage of uh, an opportunity to, to plant them. It was pretty cold to plant them earlier. Yeah, yeah. And uh, got some nice transplants on sale. And they're larger. Yeah. They're, they're the largest transplants we've ever seen and, on, on the market. And then we have that example of Milton. He did a, a good job with a, have him as kind of a show in a, a large container. Yeah. It turned out really nice because I mixed the... Uh, the red and the blue, but it didn't matter. It was just that they... I'm afraid all these are blue. Yeah, that's okay. The ones that we're selling are blue. Have to go with that old... Hmm. We had red earlier in the year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. But I don't think there's any red out there now. Oh, okay. Unless, unless they're the ones that haven't been fertilized. I didn't look and, and see what, what uh, color they were. Oh, we'll have to go look. But... Uh, the problem is when they get that depleted in in uh, nutrients, uh, they're hard to get going again. Oh. I mean, it's not like uh, adding an iron chelate or something like that, and they pop, they turn turn yeah. green and and then overnight. Folks, another opportunity here for folks. I used to have a large uh, area of, of uh, columbine that I grew, and. Uh, couple of the droughts wiped it out, but there's some real nice uh, combine plants here that uh, look good, look good. And if you want to restore, you know, a columbine planting yeah. in, under deciduous trees or 
in the, in the shady border. Now, these plants might foot the bill. It looks like they're going to bloom, and then you'll have some either collect the seed or, or let them drop the seed on bare soil. But you can't have a four inches of mulch under them. Oh, you can. Yeah. You can for the individual plant, but it's, <laughs> you get the the seeds. Yeah, it's a uh, when I when I first started fooling with those columbines, and uh, they were described as a weak perennial, and so I got had the opportunity to get Carol Abbott, uh, the Mr. Texas Blue Bonnet Man, uh, in uh, in Kerrville, and Lynn Lowry, and a few of the native plant legends. And so I asked him, I said, what does is, what is that a weak perennial mean? It means that basically they, they live two to three years. The mother plant, the original plant, will live two to three years, but uh, then, then they kind of decline, and they, they depend on reseeding, the, the reseeding habit. And... Uh, I think that's how you lost yours. You had a problem with uh, getting seedlings up, right? Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't even. Uh, I just collected all the seed. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and handed it over <laughs> to you. I was just, uh, and I just six, kind of replenished a few plants every year. Yeah. But uh, then when you ha- when you lose, you have a major drought and you lose. Uh, not, none of the plants come back, or most of them don't come back. Then, then you have that dilemma. You don't have a. Yeah. I hadn't. You know, it, it's another one of those, uh, like the wildflowers drop seed, and may, if it can get the get to the soil, they'll, they may reseed and uh, come back up. But if you got a ton of mulch under there, there. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen. Uh, that's that's the problem with growing wildflowers, especially reseeding wildflowers. Uh, now, it, uh, my larkspur. Yeah, that's what I was just wishing to say. <laughs> uh, seems like larkspur overcomes that yeah, my uh, problem. Larkspur on a, on a uh, or Crawford lettuce, you know. <laughs> They'll grow on uh, concrete. Bubbles, uh, yeah, on flagstone walks, a decomposed uh, granite, and uh, in between uh, railroad ties and everything. Yeah. Well, we were talking yesterday about the rain, and uh, so the uh, somebody, uh, the guy from Nature's Way, was saying that uh, we desperately needed rains, and that uh, Amarillo, he didn't think Amarillo had had rain for 90 days. Yeah. And uh, Dennis writes in, he checked the official records. Oh. And find out is it's now currently 126 days, hmm. not 90 days, and counting as Eddie put. Yeah. So uh, the uh, the last measurable rain in Amarillo was October 13, 2017. What is that right? 2000? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. October 13, uh, 2017. But. Uh, and and uh, it was uh, the la- the me- last measurable rain was a tenth of an inch, 126 days ago. Mm. <laughs> In Amarillo, so, yeah. So they're they're having trouble up there. So our uh, but uh, our point twenty eight last month and point yeah. twenty five this month total is not nearly as bad as that. No. 
And they've got, they're used to the cold. I'll bet that's pretty dreary landscapes up oh, there. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. uh, in the wintertime, it can be pretty dreary to begin with. But, uh, well, we have a lot of options for dreary landscapes. You just have to come to Millburgers and look at the the geraniums and the snapdragons and those, uh, uh, oh, the begonias there. But the cyclamen can take a lot of cold. Uh, dianthus are blooming up the storm. Pansies. And uh, primulas, uh, what do we call them? Primulas, we call primrose, too. Primrose, yeah. Yeah, they were really, they've been my uh, all-star plant for this year. Trace agrees with me, too. They've just done really well, despite the cold weather. Did you mention geraniums? Have you mentioned geraniums yet? I did. I did. Okay. They're up there at the, leading the. Yeah, at the first. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they really like this weather, so. Get to, if you want some instant color, leave them in the containers. Uh, you can even put these containers inside fancier containers if you want, uh, or or get permanent fancier containers. I don't. I generally don't recommend that you plant them in the landscape. But uh, what's that geranium? Geraniums. Yeah. Well, these new ones are pretty good. Yeah. In the, in the soil. In the day, in the old day, the reason we didn't plant them in the landscape is because you generally want to move them in the summertime. You want to move them into the shade, right? And in the wintertime, you want to move them into the shelter. <laughs> the, the Fantasia series has made it less necessary. Although this la- those freezes in January uh, could Did even kill take, them? take out uh, Fantasia. Yeah. Did you have one and it killed it? And the land, uh, yeah, on the patio. You had a uh, whopper or something. Right? Oh, I had wa- a lot of whoppers that got taken out, yeah. But you think they're coming out back from the ground? Um, I don't think so, uh, but, I, but you never, you can never be sure about them. I, I d- replaced some of the uh, half whiskey barrels, and I was kind of looking at the root ball. Trump, yeah, yeah. there. And they're still sturdy. The roots are holding together, but I didn't see anything that looked like uh, green or action. (laughs) But I didn't. Last year, I didn't see any, and they came back pretty well. Yeah. You've got in the paper yesterday's paper a great article about the. Oh my God! I I hadn't I hadn't noticed it. Did you notice (laughs) the headlines on this uh, tomato column yesterday? Oh, on the the. Tycoon? Tycoon fans better save their seeds and big old... Well, <laughs> if, if, if I hadn't noticed it, uh, one of the readers brought it to my attention. <laughs> yeah. And g- gave me a lecture about uh, hybrid tomato seeds and uh, how they are, don't come back true to seed. How close do they come back? Well, it depends on the pl- it depends on the plant. Yeah, the, plants, the tomato is about uh, eighty-five to ninety percent self-germinating. All right, because the, the pollen is actually the pollen sacs are wrapped around the uh, yeah. around the stigma. So in the greenhouse, you know, they go and yeah, they just shake them. So and, you- so, and so, but the. It's not a true F1. In other words, it's not the first cross. But, and I've got an article written on Plant Answers about that. But uh, the uh, it's it. Every generation 
has a poten- has a potential of getting away from the original hybrid. And in other words, losing some of the characteristics of the original hybrid. That's and he, with each generation, you also get less and less variation, and it could right. be it could be moving. It could the characteristics to be moving in all kind of different directions. But yeah. At some point, it'll stabilize, relatively stabilize, and then you have to determine whether that's a that's a plant that's worthy. Like our uh, Surefires and uh, Merceds, we quite mm-hmm. a few years we used those. Seeds. Oh yeah. And uh, some of some of those, I think Surefire was a true hybrid. Yeah, I, I know it was when it started out it was a surefire. I uh, blame hybrid. I didn't have very good performance from surefire this fall, but part of that was the it was in the nem- nematode section too. Yeah. Did you have a question? Can we ask it on the air? Here we go. We'll give you the mic. You'll be on the air, and these guys. Will be You're so to... nice to people, Milton. I know. That's a, it's just. You used to. You used to be a bully. I don't know. You went to charm school or something. I don't so know. Let how... the poor man go ask ahead. his question. <laughs> I've got, a, I've got a peach tree that the bark is peeling off. It's just splitting. It's splitting off. Uh, is it time to cut the tree completely down and what? start a new one? What's the top doing? The top looks okay. It's Foliage and everything good? No, it hasn't bloomed yet. Does it look like it's scarred from the sun? No. I mean, from the base of the tree all the way up to the lower, the larger branches, they all have splits in them. Like any, any kind of excretion of material? No. Well, is it this? How 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 big is the trunk? Oh, oh God! Yeah, yeah, six inches or so. Oh yeah, I think you're just getting a natural uh, bark changing there. Well, you you can see the the tree itself. I look, it's peeling like a crepe myrtle wood. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. we know we know what you're talking about. Yeah, and we're it's unusual for us to see that because most of our peaches in this area get attacked by bacterial canker before yeah. they get to that stage. Uh-huh. That's why we were asking about the, all, all those characteristics. I but, see. If, but if your top's still looking good, you don't have any kind of secretions or yeah, uh, no, sticky but, material coming out. But where the bark has has broken off, you can see the, the wood of the tree. Yeah. That's okay. Is yeah. that all right? I think you're in good shape, yeah. Okay. What kind of tree is it? Do you know what variety it is? I don't know. I, I bought four peach trees at uh at lowell's oh, years ago and okay and they're each one is a different variety you get so. you get fruit well the squirrels beat me to them but uh. <laughs> yeah but, but you actually get i mean oh yeah a, I, it produces real nice peaches but as many peaches as you've eaten off the tree that's how many i've got because uh. the squirrels beat me to them uh-huh. but they're pretty good sized peaches about the size of an orange when yeah. when did they when did they come right uh i don't know it'd be a little bit later on i guess because they yeah. still haven't budded out or anything oh yet. okay yeah, so they're a little later, huh? I, b- I believe so. Okay. Do, you re- do you realize those squirrels that are eating those peaches, after they eat s- several peaches, their meat begins to taste just like peaches? Well, I'm so going to have to get me a pellet. Contest. There you go. You can have peach-flavored <laughs> squirrels. squirrels. <laughs> and there's recipes on plantanswers.com. <laughs> okay. I got, well, that pellet gun's not the answer. I got just the other day, I got tired of like six squirrels at the bird feeders. Uh oh. Yes, so I got the pellet gun out. Uh oh. And I thought Shot that the, the dogs, feeder. the dogs would get all excited, you know, when one f- fell out of the tree and uh, not dead. 
And they just kind of looked at it straight. Uh. And, you know, so kind of <laughs> and so I was, there I am. I had to pick it up. I thought, <laughs> get sticking. I, uh, I, th- I thought you shot the bird feeder. That, that, no, that's no, always no. a problem. No, I'm, I'm not a great shot, but I'm not yeah. a better shot than that. <laughs> I, I even bought a number of these rubber snakes and had them all in the trees. And that still oh, didn't snakes? do any good. Yeah. Uh-huh. They finally figured out that the snake che- never moved, so it must have been an artificial. Yeah, they, at least yeah. they didn't chew it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've, yeah. learned, they've learned on my, uh, my Westies are supposed to be notorious fast and uh, deal with rodents. But uh, the squirrels don't seem to be frightened of them at all. They're running across the yard. Yeah. I had a oh the uh, a guy from uh, pest control, Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. He said he was there and he was uh, treating cockroaches or something. He says, "I never seen so many squirrels in my home." Uh. <laughs> I said, "Just rub it in, rub it in." <laughs> well, good. So it sounds like you're okay. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. I, think I appreciate okay. that. Thank you. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming on the air. The squirrels, uh, squirrels will be able to eat them from uh, from several years more. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, right here on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glitt from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road, and I'm eager to tell you about all the things on sale at Millburgers because a lot of them are Texas superstars. Let's start off with the Phalaenopsis orchids, a Texas superstar in the four-inch pot. They're absolutely gorgeous, and they're on sale for just $16.88. Want blue bonnets for the yard? Millburgers has the Texas blue bonnets in the four-inch pot, a Texas superstar, on sale for just 88 cents each. How about the Texas superstar Texas gold columbine, on sale in the one-gallon container for just five eighty-eight? You'll also find something else at Millburgers, geraniums. They just scream spring for San Antonio, and they're on sale in the six-inch pot for just four eighty-eight. And you'll find miniature roses on sale in the four-and-a-half-inch pot for just five eighty-eight. You'll find all these and more on sale this weekend at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Learn more at millburgernursery.com. Investment advisory and insurance services are offered through Pax Financial Group. This is Larry Elder, and I'd like you to imagine transitioning into retirement knowing that you will not outlive your money, knowing that you'll have time to spend with your grandchildren, and knowing you'll end up leaving this world better than you found it. The team at Pax Financial Group knows retirement is more than just your investments. It is your life. And that is why Pax Financial Group uses a process called Pivot Retirement Planning that specifically focuses on helping us in middle America have an effective transition into the next chapter of life. Don't leave town. Retire right here in San Antonio. And with a final thought, I pivot to the CEO of PAC Financial Group, Daryl Lyons. When I was in D.C. and met with Larry, we both knew there aren't any breaks coming from Washington. We at PAX Financial Group do want to help you pivot like we have for so many. Call us today and learn more at PaxFinancialGroup.com. PAX Financial Group, investing in your life. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. 
Once again, a school shooting. Once again, tragedy stares us in the face. Once again, we had the report of numerous fatalities and an even larger number of those who are wounded. This time, it was a high school in Parkland, Florida. And the questions come, the questions that are inevitable in the aftermath of this kind of headline. The questions that vex us, the most difficult of which seem to have no easy solution at all. We are looking at a reality that is playing out over and over again. Even as there is an immediate clamor to try to analyze, to explain, and to prescribe, what we need to understand is that there are right now very real families, very real relatives, friends, peers, parents. There are very real patients who are wounded. There are very real human beings who are grieving in Parkland, Florida, and beyond. As hard as it may be to convince the larger world that this is true, the most important issue here is not the headlines, but the human hearts. I'm Albert Moeller. Well, I woke up Sunday morning with no way to hold my head. That didn't hurt. And the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad, so I had one more for dessert. Then I fumbled in my closet, through my clothes and found my cleanest dirty shirt. Then I washed my face and combed my hair and stumbled down the stairs to meet the day. I'd smoke my mind the hey, night. Welcome back to Bill Burger's Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Milton Blick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. And we're going to take a second before we get your calls at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Talk about Spider-Man. Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control. If you've got roaches like Calvin was, actually, I'm guessing that Spider-Man has helped you keep roaches away from the place. Because uh, he, yeah, he, but it's a, it's it's an ongoing yeah. uh, effort, and uh, and it depends on how your strategy and if you got pets, you know, if yeah, you you. you uh, well, it's one of the great things about Spider-Man. You you kind of work out the strategy with him and say yes, I. I want to continue to have my West Highland Terriers and uh, <laughs> my bird feeders, and uh, and so I'll just, you know. I'll put up with the shame of squirrels and the. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just, we'll just keep them in, under control. But uh, Spider Man Pest Control will do a great job for you to manage the pests in your house, keep them away, not only to, uh, to spray, but also to look for uh, potential. Uh, problems that may be causing you to have them anyway. And it could be squirrels, it could be rodents and rats, and it could be roaches or ants or scorpions or spiders. Spider-Man Pest Control will help you take care of them, get them away, and to keep them away. Spider-Man Pest Control is at 210-656-3721. 656-3721. You'll find them online at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. So you said poppies are coming up. I see that they've got. Well, uh, the, yeah, the, the uh, a bunch of I, I put out the word last year that I my poppies didn't come back, my uh, opium poppies, and they uh, what do we call them? Uh, what's a different name? So I don't have to say opium. Uh, yeah, uh, California. We were, we, yeah. Uh, no, 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 that's a different one. Uh, but they uh, California probably a bunch of oh. uh, a bunch of the master gardeners gave me some seed and I put them put them out and they're yeah they're germinating oh good I haven't when seen did you put uh, them I haven't seen blue bonnets uh, but uh, coreopsis are finally coming up is it too late to put the poppy seeds out 
Well, it's best if you do them in the fall, but yeah. I think you. I think you. I'll do a little it's bit. Better, yeah, it's better to put them out probably than it is to hold them too long. Okay. Uh, even if you put them out, they'll, they may germinate in the fall anyway. But I guess right. well, I guess one year holding them wouldn't be a, wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, okay, we'll find out. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Is that what they've got on their basket? It's a different pop. Oh, oh there's a different ones? Yeah. Okay. That's California. Oh, okay. And that's in uh, most of the mixes, uh, yeah. wildflower mixes. It's a nice, nice popping. But, uh, hey, we've got uh, an event tomorrow. Uh, our friends at the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas have their uh, monthly Essentials of Gardening class. And uh, they've got two lectures, uh, just like always, uh, noon to 3 p.m. is the event. And the first lecture is going to be the uh, Scott Tompkins from the, uh, he's the uh, culinary development manager for HEB. He's going to be talking about microgreens. That'll be pretty interesting, people that are interested in uh, uh, greens and herbs. And, it's the newest uh, superfood. Yeah. Uh, lots of getting a lot of attention now. So what is microgreens? Small greens? Yeah. Uh oh, coming You better go you. to you better go to the lecture and figure and find. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then he, uh, he's gonna he's gonna show a demonstration using the microgreens, and uh, it looks like everybody's gonna get a little uh, avocado toast with microgreens. All right. <laughs> to go along with the regular lunch that you that you <laughs> can get there while you're at the event. Second speaker is going to be Laura Rogers. Uh, she's a master gardener and the garden volunteer by uh, president. She's going to talk about mulch in your garden beds, not just a pretty face. So that'll be a good program. Uh, mulch, as Jerry and I have talked about all the time, it's an important part of our our gardening here in the San Antonio area. It's noon to 3 p.m., on Monday, it's at the Garden Center, which is at 3310 North New Braunfels. They uh, uh, re- recommend or would uh, be uh, happy to have you give them a $5 donation to help cover the food. And also the, uh, the Ghost of Good Cause Garden Volunteer uh, programs. Uh, but you don't need to. You can just come. The most important thing is you come. And also check out the organization. Uh, they They always have a long list of uh, programs and activities they're involved with and you can participate uh, in those activities. See one that looks fun to you, digging in the dirt or Jerry's team, Jerry's uh, research team is part of the GDST structure. Uh, so lo- lots of things to explore there at GDST. And that's on Monday noon to 3 p.m. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's kind of late now to get gar- more information, but you can get it at gardeningvolunteers.org. All right, cool. That's gardeningvolunteers.org. 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. Uh, Kevin had a good article in yesterday's paper like we were talking about uh on the new rodeo tomato, and we had our rodeo tomato sale yesterday. Yeah, a lot, of people, a lot of people came out and purchased the rodeo tomato, and uh, a percentage of that goes to the Junior Master Gardener uh, Support Junior Master Gardener program here in Bear County. 
And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm afraid a lot of people came out looking for Tycoon. We don't we don't know if that's. Uh, I, I think they've sold out of Tycoon. Yeah. Well, there were some. When I got here in the morning, there were some still there. Yesterday. Yeah. yeah. But there. Then when we did the about the middle of the show, we did a little check. Oh, okay. And, and we couldn't find any more. Okay. They, they, it looked like they had sold out since then. And we haven't. Uh, when Trace comes up, we'll see if they were on have any on availability this week. Uh, I mean, from from the grower, but uh, I know for a fact they have planted the last of the seed uh, of the tycoon, and uh, the uh, like, like I said, uh, they've they've taken that off the market. But uh, this uh, new rodeo tomato is is going to be a good one. It's uh, I was sitting here looking at the the write up we did on it, and uh, the it's resistant to uh, says uh, the mid season hybrid tomato is well adapted to Texas growing conditions since the compact vine provides adequate foliage cover, and we talked about yesterday how important that foliage cover is, and produces a concentrated fruit set. Uh, firm fruit are are uniform ripening. That means they they ripen red all over rather than green shoulders, and have excellent uh, smoothness under normal growing conditions. Sunbright tomatoes are resistant to alternaria stem cast canker. That's a that's a soil uh, disease. Fusarium wilt, uh, verticillium wilt. I'm sorry, verticillium wilt. As, as well as fusarium wilt, uh, races uh, one and two, and stemphilium, which is uh, and and gray leaf spot. Uh, that that's mainly a, a damp, uh, rainy, uh, uh, which we rarely condition. rarely get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although it's been uh, damp for several weeks. Now what I'm what I'm concerned about uh, is. Uh, like I said, I I've had run-ins with some some nematodes uh, in the in the greenhouse and outside of the greenhouse uh, on where we're growing some tomatoes, and uh, so if you've had that situation and and there's a there's a good write-up and with pictures on plantanswers.com, I've left that up there for a couple of weeks now. So people, when people are cleaning out their garden or getting ready for the spring, fall, spring garden, when they're pulling the plants up, if they see those knots on the roots, which is our nematode, uh, and they had a dec- decreased uh, production last year, then uh, then you need to stick with a nematode-resistant tomato variety. Yeah, and go ahead and uh, uh, throw those uh, roots in the. A garbage sack. Yeah, yeah. And uh, send them to the uh, to landfill rather than to any recycling. Yeah, that you want to do. Um, but uh, the only tomato that we have uh, now the tycoon is gone is a uh, Valley Cat Celebrity, uh, are the large fruity tomato types, and uh, BHN nine sixty eight of the cherry tomato. And all of them are here. Are here. So. Well, good. We've got the cherry. Yeah, BHNs are here. Yeah. 
And, and they'll be here. They'll be here all spring. Yeah, the, those are uh, rodeo tomatoes. Uh, we listed. Uh, I, I came across the <laughs> the uh, the re- release we did on uh, celebrity. It was in 1984. Uh, on February the 18th, we did a gardening special. That's back when I had hair and and was. Not a fat boy, but uh, that was February the 18th. What's the day? The day is February 18th. It's the day of February the 18th. Yeah, it's an anniversary. Well, I'm glad I remembered. It's, a, it's an anniversary it? of putting celebrity tomato on the market. Wow, that's a celebratory. 20, <laughs> 20, 34 years ago. Is that right? 34 years ago. Yeah, that's a long time. I guess so. Gracious. And they're still making the seed of that one. Yeah. I, I don't know why they couldn't have done it the same way with Taiku. Obviously, but you didn't use your vast influence <laughs> to get them to. Since nobody liked it. He didn't, yeah, he didn't <laughs> like that Taiku. <laughs> I didn't like the way it tasted. I know. You know it all had an off taste. Didn't have any problems. Just grew. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it puts, us, puts us out of business. Yeah, it just, it just it gets boring yeah. you know, when you have a tomato that doesn't do well. <laughs> Uh, that, that's why I used to, used to put I put surprise on the end of it, like uh, tycoon surprise. Yeah, I remember those phone calls. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get any tomatoes. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the the fruit on this new one, uh, uh, Sunbright is the name. Sunbright is a uh, uniform ripening and ripens to a deep red color, and you can see that in on the on the, uh, my SA section C page on the back of the fourth section. <coughs> Excuse me. We've got a picture of uh, of last year's uh, uh, some of the last specimens from last year, and uh, you'll notice that they're red from the from the bottom all the way to the top, all the way to where the where the stem is. Now, when we talk about uniform ripening, we're talking about uh, so you may remember some of the old time, old timey tomatoes. They would ripen kind of at the bottom, but then they have what we call green shoulders on on the top. But uh, the breeders have uh, bred that out of uh, the tomatoes, so they they ripen red all the way to the top. Uh, Said demonstrates fruit quality, uniformity, has a. An exceptional firmness. Uh, all the tomatoes that we that we uh, are testing are, like I say, uh, commercial type tomatoes, and uh, we always demand that they have uh, a firm, solid fruit. Now, when we do that, uh, a lot of people complain that the skin is too tough and that they don't, don't crack. We don't want them to crack. Which uh, in certain weather conditions here in Texas, they'll all crack. But uh, these are crack resistant. Last fall was a tomato cracking time. Now, one one thing we didn't see in our trials, it says high yields, we saw high yields of large and extra large fruit that hold up well. Well, we're not, I'm not. Promoting that, I, don't, I think I think they're medium-sized fruit. 
they're they're not as big as tycoon as, as I remember it, and, and as our picture demonstrates, they're not as as big as a tycoon was. Performed well in early and mid-season plantings. Plant habit provides excellent foliage protection to the crop. That's uh, from sunburn. So uh, I, even though you can't get tycoon uh, anymore, uh, you want you want you want to give this uh, sunbright a try. And uh, p- people always say, well, what about the taste? And I, on my write-up that I've got on PlantAnswers.com about the uh, 2000, uh, the Sunbright, I said, opinion about taste of tomatoes differs from person to person, so try several varieties to see which one tastes best to you when grown in your garden. Now, the neat, neat thing about the, the way tomatoes are being sold now, they used to be sold in six-packs. In other words, six, six, and you'd have to buy six plants to get one. But these, these tomatoes, and more, I guess mo- most all of them, uh, are being grown in four and a half inch containers, so you can buy them one at a time. Right. So that. Although we will have six packs in this coming week of some varieties. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's. I didn't know they were still. There were some still out there. Are they? Yeah, there was a few oh. celebrities this morning yeah. and one other variety. Yeah. We got a bunch more coming. But the neat, neat thing about especially small gardeners is that uh, they can try several varieties when they can buy them one at a time. And the flats are larger, too. So, uh, Tycoon update. Uh-oh. I only bought half of what was available for the state. That was nice of you, Trey. It was, wasn't it? So what we should got ha- into you? We should have uh, 20 flats or so in here. Oh, my goodness. Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, oh, my goodness. That's good news. Start lining up now at the gate. Uh. <laughs> you know what next week's plan of the weekend is going to be, right? What's uh, that? Tycoon. tycoon. Uh. Oh, you're not going to have any trouble doing that. Yeah, have to, Milton will have to have a list of uh, reserving a spot for a tycoon yeah i picture uh, this black market uh, yeah, tycoon uh, sales people give you i can give you three yeah but uh, right. yeah that's right <laughs> so uh, what, what's uh are they in four, four and a half, and a half so. oh my goodness that's even wonderful that's wonderful so uh that must be that last of the seed uh, they were telling me that they Pro- see probably so for those well, of you who to want to save their seed. Yeah, I expect everybody to be out here next weekend for that plant of the weekend. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, sounds good. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. I'm Milton Wick, back after this on The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road, and I'm eager to tell you about all the things on sale at Millburgers because a lot of them are Texas superstars. Let's start off with the Phalaenopsis orchids, a Texas superstar in the four-inch pot. They're absolutely gorgeous, and they're on sale for just $16.88. Want blue bonnets for the yard? Millburgers has the Texas blue bonnets in the four-inch pot, a Texas superstar, on sale for just 88 cents each. How about the Texas Superstar Texas Gold Columbine on sale in the one-gallon container for just five eighty-eight? 
You'll also find something else at Millburgers. Geraniums. They just scream spring for San Antonio, and they're on sale in the 6-inch pot for just $4.88. And you'll find miniature roses on sale in the 4.5-inch pot for just $5.88. You'll find all these and more on sale this weekend at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Learn more at com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. Sound asleep, the Coopers awoke to a strange sound. Honey, what's that noise? Is that a bat? Maybe it's a bird? Go look. You go look. Ah, it's our paint. It's peeling off of our house. If only they had hardy plank siding. Hi, I'm Frank Carter with Brightwing Custom Exteriors. If you're ready to add value and protect your home, plus save money, call Brightwing Custom Exteriors, a James Hardy preferred remodeler. With our free no-obligation consultation, we'll come to you with new ideas and make your home new again. And as a one-stop shop when upgrading to Hardy Plank Siding, update your windows and doors. We'll even install new seamless gutters to protect your home. Find Brightwing Custom Exteriors at brightwingcustom.com. There you'll see satisfied stories from happy South Texans and view hundreds of photos of our work. 210-621-3745 or make an appointment online at brightwingcustom.com. When it's time to choose sides, choose Brightwing. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. Another school shooting, this one at a public school north of Miami. 17 dead, 14 wounded, some critically. The pattern always repeats. A 19-year-old who was expelled returns to the school, pulls a fire alarm so students will leave their classrooms and starts firing in the hall. The left immediately calls for more gun laws. But what law could be passed that would have stopped a killer bent on killing? Would metal detectors have helped? How about an armed guard? As so often happens, the young man sent numerous signals. He openly talked about guns and was seen by his his peers as dangerous. His social media profile practically screamed danger. Why wasn't he reported? What happened to, if you see something, say something? There's a tendency after these events to think in terms of what might have been done to prevent them. There's no guarantee, but clearly more could have been done in advance. Could a counselor have helped if his peers had reported him? And then there's always this truth, which has been proven numerous times. One good guy with a gun might have stopped this bad guy with a gun. I'm Cal Thomas in Washington. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. First thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride on a freight train leaving town, not knowing where I'm bound, and no one could change my mind but Mama tried. 
one and only. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Felix back at the studios, getting us in the rodeo spirit as we've been talking about the rodeo tomato. And uh, with a little more country music, a little Merle Haggard there. So, all right, (laughs) 210-308-8867. We asked Trace to stay on the porch with us a little bit and talk about what else is uh, coming to the nursery and what else is going on. 210-308-8867. Yes, sir. Uh, Lots of color coming this week. Oh, good. Uh, I can't say obscene. A a large amount of hanging baskets. Oh, okay. Uh, Draining. Copious amounts. Copious. That's that's the word I was looking for. Along with the uh, tycoon tomatoes, which uh, should be a good uh, good fit, and six pack tomatoes. And he's going to look at me funny when I say this, but we are going to have a selection of peppers this uh, week. This week? This week. I just gave him the seed Friday. Other, other peppers. Oh, okay. Not your peppers. <laughs> well, the the peppers that I'm dealing with is, are kind of that we had to round up the seed. And then Milton was whining like a little baby about the real grindy gold, you know. We had people bringing them up. You better buy a couple of plants. I'm going to. I've already booked some, so you better. Yeah, After all the trouble we went to to find that seed and everything. And we're going to try to do the real grand gold seed seed saving. There you go. Yeah, so this doesn't happen again. (laughs) Should we save the pods or the seeds? It, it's yes. better to get the seed out, okay. uh, out of the uh, ripened pods. Okay. Because so we'll have to have that event over at Millburgers. We can have it. Maybe as an, uh, on one of the adult gardening classes, we could have seed extraction. There you go. I'll, and I'll, I'll ask David about it. And we, okay. we, we can do some of that uh, uh, real grande go. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, like Joe, the okay. largest jalapeno on earth. And we're also doing, and I imagine you ordered it, uh, they grow a lot of that uh, one called uh, 9810, I think it is. I don't know if they sell it like that. But well, if a, you provided the seed, I put a booking It's a hot jalapeno. And uh, we, can, we can have the children, we can have a children's exercise where they, where they extract the seed out of the hot uh, jalapeno better. No. Huh? It's a bad idea. Is this and, and then he just them wipe their eyes. Uh, <laughs> is this is this after they collect the honey from the beehive? Yeah. <laughs> or go to the party, one or the other. And again, this is why Jerry does not put on the children's gardening <laughs> classes anymore. That and there's a, a stipulation at the beginning and ending of the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, exactly. The views of Jerry are purely his own. But, uh, yeah, so we should have, a based on Calvin's article, a tycoon ex- seed extraction <laughs> class here at the nursery. I hope we don't have uh, Bring your ty- anybody with uh, signs out there protesting, you know. <laughs> I, you can't collect hybrid seeds. I'll, I'll have to put that column on uh, topics of the month. How to collect uh, seeds? Of, yeah. And, and why... And I say in there that we, we, we grew up, Calvin and I grew up and were trained... Not to save hybrid seed, and uh, but necessity. What is that? Necessity is the father of all invention, or something, something like that. that. But uh, and compromise is yeah. It, but it's if we don't, if you don't do that, uh, you're not gonna not gonna have any and you're, uh, you, the, seed next year. Yeah, like the tycoon has some wonderfully 
uh, excellent characteristics. And so what you're hoping is that you'll get majority of the plants, or might be 85% of the plants, will have those characteristics. And you might even be able to, in some cases, you might be able to stabilize those characteristics in a basically an heirloom. Yeah. That's the way Lavaca was uh, came along. We're dropping Lavaca, by the way. Oh, it, it, well, the it people that love Lavaca. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Both of them are going to be in. Yeah, sad. both of them are going to be upset, and uh, they we had uh, it. The fruit got smaller and smaller. In other words, oh. we saved the seed. Uh, maybe we probably didn't uh, select it as closely as we should have, or rogue it as closely as we should have, and uh, so so this last last year, uh, the lavaca that we had uh, produced smaller fruit. It produced quite a bit of fruit, but uh, it produced smaller fruit. So we're going to drop lavaca. Oh, we got other good stuff. Trace is wiping a tear. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We need to drop one of these things every now and then. And uh, all right, so what else, Trace? What else is going on? Uh, well, let's. What see. about your Grand- plant of the week? Our uh, grandma's we yellow. Have, we do have a grandma's yellow in stock. Ooh, that's it's a, already that's in stock. A good deal. Yes, coming sir. in. Oh wow, right here. it's um, already here, and you got buds on it. Ooh. We uh, we're getting our, our shipment of antique roses in this week. So that's uh, that'll be nice to have some of the old-fashioned roses back in stock. And let's see, I already mentioned hanging baskets. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna have a slug of them. How about you? Oh, what have you got in hanging baskets? Have you got bougainvillea? Uh, I'm working on that. So okay. Possibly. Uh, yeah. But geraniums. A lot of people the lost their bougainvilleas this year. Uh, and I'm one of them. <laughs> One, one uh, night I forgot I, to bring it in. Ooh. We got. We haven't mentioned that we got the, the semperflorin uh, begonias there. Are there. Is the whopper going to come soon? You think? Well, uh, I don't have a good answer to that. Jerry might know yeah, more than yeah, I do. Yeah, it, it's coming. It's uh, coming. Should have soon. should have impatience this week. Oh. Um, and a good selection of I think four or five different colors of those. So, uh, lots of the warm weather stuff starting to become available. Uh, some some perennial selections that we haven't had uh, a lot of in the last f- several months. We'll be getting in some of the butterfly uh, some milkweeds and such. There's some right there. We have that. Oh, or, uh, I can see about a dozen from here. Yeah. And the geranium right on the other side of the hugging tree. Oh, you've got a you got a good selection of uh, of geraniums too. Yes, we do. And this is ideal weather for geraniums and. The, Neat thing about geraniums uh, is that uh, that you don't have to worry about uh, these uh, minor uh, frost, die, hard frost damage because they'll they'll take a pretty good frost. Now, quote that. Uh, you, did you have that recorded, everybody? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Our average frost date is uh, last frost date is March first. That's pretty quick. It yeah. is pretty quick. And uh, they look, and you look at the forecast; it's pretty moderate. Yeah, which is which is kind of a nice transition for our our fruit trees too, for the chill. So we won't we don't have uh, eighty five degree days, and so that'll throw everything off. My um, uh, Florida kings started to bloom, 
Yeah, I was looking at uh, fruit trees in the back here. Yeah, they got a good supply of uh, fruit, all different kinds of fruit trees. We still have a few of Calvin's favorite whiskey barrel left. Uh-oh. Uh It's not not a whole lot left, but uh, that whiskey barrel cut uh, longwise instead of down the middle. Yeah. Yeah, if you got, you want to feature vines or uh, smaller plants, uh, that one is uh, much more efficient in terms of the space because you got just all that more surface area, uh, a little shallow, more shallow. It's not as the reservoir isn't as deep, but really attractive too. It looks kind of like gives me a feeling of a boat, you know, a sail. <laughs> um, that cabin's so, such a romantic. He is. Uh, so we got to use our outside registers yesterday. Yeah, one how'd, of it, them. how'd it go? That it worked seamlessly. Yay! Few electrical I see, issues, I but see, we clear that up this week. Scrambling around looking for paper clips and. No, that was all set up. We were just the we had a little electrical problem in a, in, a, in a couple of them where we couldn't have phones, and but we figured it all out. So how many roll you when the spring rushes on? There'll be. Four cash registers? That's the plan. Wow, so it will be that's six great. altogether. That's cool. Yeah, that'll help a, a lot. And, and the entrance, the, the exit straight to the parking lot, so not everybody's bottlenecks coming in. There you go. That'll Very one smart. Section. They built that quick. That that's three weeks? Yeah, roughly, yeah. Yeah. And I noticed you've got some sale items out, out there on the way to the parking lot or... Yeah, that's going that's going to change a little bit. Oh, yeah. so that's going to move. Well, we're yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make that pretty. Oh, okay. We made it functional for Saturday. Now we're gonna make it pretty. <laughs> I was I was thinking it was like the grocery store where they put candy by the checkout aisle. Well, I, if in, inside I got that. I got my my root stimulator and stuff right in front oh, of the yeah, register. There you go. That's that's a plant man's candy. Yeah. Cool. All right. So lots of things happening. The color starts. Uh, Coming next week. Oh, we do we know how many tomatoes we sold yesterday? Uh, I've got the number inside, somewhere around a hundred. All right, very good. All right, so uh, all right. Well, yeah, yesterday, yesterday wasn't the prettiest day that we we've ever had for tomatoes, but people came out. Yeah, they did to get those tomatoes and and uh, eat the chili. And we, chili we, was good. Chili was good. We condensed all the all the rodeo tomatoes down last night to do the count. And I can look out there. There's holes all through yep. it. So we sold a bunch of them today, too. Good. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Blue, blue bonnets, too. We saw, we've seen them. Yeah. Those bonnets. have been going. We're going to take a, a break. a bunch of blue bonnets out there. Get you caught up with the news. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Verde Road. With Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, I'm Milton Glick. This is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Breaking news, stimulating talk. This is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. KLUP, Terrell Hills, San Antonio. Since I was just a child And I joined in on it as well And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Fitch. Trey's still up there. Felix playing some Reba. 
back at the station. You can call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I forgot about the planter of the weekend. Weekend, weekend. weekend. So we picked uh, an old-fashioned plant, and it's called uh, Charity Mahonia. And uh, a lot of people will remember the name Grape Mahonia. That was what it was commonly referred to many years ago. It is a large-growing shrub or small-growing tree, whichever way you want to look at it. The leaf structure is similar to holly, so it's got the little points on the ends of the, the leaves. And this time of year, it blooms yellow. It's gorgeous cluster flowers. I encourage everybody to Google it because it's, uh, it's definitely it's showy. And then those flowers turn into berries, and the berries look like uh, clusters of grapes. So uh, that's how it got its nickname. If I remember right, the birds like them. I, I would assume they look yeah. quite tasty. Um, so, again, it gets fairly tall, and it's kind of a, an unusual plant. Uh, definitely would be a, a product of conversation on a patio. The important thing is uh, it's it's great for shade. Yep, good shade plant. doesn't take sun real good, but no. shade, uh, when, it, if you're having almost, problems growing something, this would be something that would probably work there. Absolutely. It almost has to have shade. All right, so we still got a few left, right? Yes, we do. All right, so thirty nine ninety nine. Yes, sir. How big a pot? Five-gallon. Five-gallon pot. And uh, we didn't have many left, so if you want to, uh, if you know you're coming but can't come today, you can call the nursery at 497 3760497-3760, and tell them to put aside a couple for you. And they will. That's one of the cool things about uh, Millburgers and uh, what they do for you uh, as customers and the customer service they provide. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, and Evelyn is on the line. Hi there, Evelyn. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Thanks, Trace. What's going on? I just wanted to ask Dr. Parsons whatever happened to the Merced tomatoes. What? I don't. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. You were in Houston at some gardening program, I guess, and my daughter took me there, and they, you had uh, Merced plants there, and I brought a six pack home, and that was the best tomatoes and biggest tomatoes I've ever grown. Yeah, that was that was a really good uh, tomato variety. Why do they? It's, go, it's, quit it's gone things? the way of tycoon, I guess. Oh. That was one of those that we collected seed for yeah for a, a number of years. Okay, well. But I'm sorry. <laughs> you'll okay, you'll have to, to you'll have um, to try the uh, the rodeo tomato and. Uh, I'll have one. Oh, oh good. good for I you. I caught my son-in-law and taking me to Millburgers Friday, and so <laughs> we got some tomato plants and I. Got the finally got a nine sixty eight. All these years, I haven't been able to get a nine sixty eight. I was always late. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, tell me how much how you like it because uh, it's my favorite tasting tomato. Okay. I like it the best. Yeah. Well, tell me how I can keep the spider mites off of them. Really? That's my problem. Oh. I would start uh, since you have a, have the seem to have the problem every year and start with that. Uh, Seaweed oh, liquid actually. seaweed. Sure. I do, and that, is, that, that didn't right. do any good. Huh. I was well, afraid of Mary several days. did a little bit. Of, it, it doesn't eliminate the... But if you start early... Uh-huh. Uh, there had been uh, scientific research on the fact that that liquid seaweed extract, what it does is uh, uh, slow their reproduction down. Uh, especially in, in the hot weather. So uh, 
it 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 slows the onslaught of the of the the spider mice down. They used to have a spray for that, and they cut that yeah, out t- too. thing. They used to have thing. Yes. That used to work pretty well. Yeah. Yes, that is. They, they find they found out it had DDT in it. Oh uh, my! That's why it was working so well, Kevin. Uh huh. Now, <laughs> I, 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 if I remember right, Evelyn, I think you we went through. Uh, you you uh, used two tablespoons per gallon of water. You went you went through the whole procedure and yes. sprayed under the leaves. Yeah, and a little bit of uh, soap, liquid soap. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's that's a problem. Now, do you have a do you have a lot of weeds around your garden? I'm wondering where those mites are coming from. Well, I'm right by the alley. Oh, okay, okay. And I'm thinking that's where they come in from. I even have trouble yeah. with the, what do you call those, noceums, those little bitty things that, uh, they got another name. Aphids? No, not aphids. Even smaller than aphids. The little yellow things. Kind of yellowy. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, I, I imagine that's where the mites are coming from. So You're, could I uh, spray the alley maybe with uh, spinosad and that would help? No. 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 No, that. I guess uh, the only problem the ba- is the ba- best thing to do is. Well, the, the alley is so big; it's probably got a lot of weeds in it and everything. Well, I keep that mowed down, but. Um, okay. You know, well, that helps. I guess I just have to move down here. <laughs> well, you quit it. <laughs> <laughs> I've lived here for forty-seven years. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> Okay, ma'am, ma'am. We don't have a spider mite resistant uh, tomato yet, but we'll keep looking. Okay. Hope I'll live that Thanks, long. I tell you what. I tell you what. Let's do. Uh, have you ever uh, wrapped your tomatoes in uh, in this uh, uh, grow web? Fro- yeah, grow web. Yeah, the real thing. You- no, I haven't, and I'm thinking maybe that's what I should do. Yeah, now that'll keep the mites off. Of yeah, there. at least try it with it. And you can, you can, yeah, you you grow your tomatoes in cages, right? Yes, I do. Okay, get you some of that uh, cloth material and put it on there now. Put it okay. on there now, and uh, wrap it all the way from the bottom to all the way and close the top. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, that that should that will now you can. I have grown a tomato crop and never uncovered it, but most people uncover about the time they they set uh, small fruit. Mm-hmm. But since you since you're constantly having trouble with those spider mice, spider mice can't get through that webbing. Um, so so I think that, I th- I, th- I think that's your best best choice. I hadn't thought about that before. Okay, I thought about it last year, but I didn't do it, so <laughs> I suffered it. <laughs> but get it, get it on there right away. Okay. No, are you planting right your tomatoes in the garden already, Evelyn? No, I did not. I just got them Friday, and I have them, I have them outside, but out of the wind. And if it okay, should get uh, forty degrees, then they're going to have to go in somewhere. All right. What a good girl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you for calling. Bye bye. Keep, keep in touch, Evelyn. Let us know how yeah. it goes. Thanks, Evelyn. You take care. People right. always bring up Merced up. Yeah, they love that Merced. Well, that's the one I when my uh, when that reader 
mention the uh, hybrid tomatoes. That's one that I that I remembered that we yeah uh, somebody was always was and they were real happy with the uh, collected seedlings too. Mm-hmm. They were just happy to have something called Merced, <laughs> and, and it must have had enough of the desirable characteristics that they remembered that they were satisfied yeah. with it. So. Yeah, wasn't that David? Wasn't David? That was David no, he, was really involved. David did with, another one. Uh, heat uh, collected heat wave. Heat wave, yeah, that was it. He collected heat wave seed mainly because the the commercial growers, especially up in the hill country, uh, that was their standard variety. Heat wave was, and uh, then when they lost that, they, they quit making the seed. There's, and that's gonna that's that's happening with the with the tycoon too. The people don't think about the commercial tomato growers, but uh, once they get set in on a on a certain tomato that has good characteristics like tycoon has, uh, it's hard to get them to change and. They they don't understand the company not making the seed. Man. I bet they don't, especially <laughs> if they were buying it. They're probably like, "Well, we bought it. What do you want from us?" And, and a lot of times, the commercial people, you know, they're, they're uh, selling selling roadside markets or something, uh, farmers markets or things like that, and their customers actually get accustomed to buying that fruit. You know, in other words, they. They they want uh, the uh, the the tycoon fruit and the surefire. Surefire was probably more customer demanded than than any tomato variety we've ever put on. I market. really liked surefire too. Yeah, it was firm and store for a, and for a week, for weeks. And you could always count on it beating the cold in the fall. Yeah, this yeah, is this is kind of sad. In it's very way. sad. Hey, uh, here's something that's not sad. Oh, uh, what? The uh, <laughs> uh, Texas Ma- Texas Master Gardener, the Bayer County version, is uh, offering a program called Cultivate, and it's on March 3rd from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's an expo, and it's going to have exhibits and demonstrations, uh, and it's going to be at the University of Incarnate Word, their international conference center, 847 Hildebrand. Parking's free for everybody. They they also offer some, uh, along with the mini demonstrations and all the exhibits, they offer uh, three lectures. David Rodriguez is doing one of them. Jacob West, who's a arborist, is doing another. Natalie Cervantes uh, is a entomologist. She's doing one. They're five dollars each, or all three for ten dollars. But uh, that's the the March third. From uh, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., the master gardeners are excited about it. If you want more information about, uh, go to uh, Anna Vogler's uh, uh, well, internet address, Anna, A-N-N-A dot Vogler, V-O-G-L-E-R, at the bear, bearmg dot org, and you, you can uh, get if that's uh, t- been hard to. Uh, pick up that email address. Just go to the uh, Bear County Master Gardeners, and you'll find your way uh, to that program. So that's on uh, March 3rd, and uh, it sounds like something that'd be pretty interesting to go to. And what will we be doing March 3rd? 
March 3rd will be <laughs> down in Floresville for the Home Garden and Environmental Show. In fact, Milton's going down the, this afternoon to make some arrangements on our we'll Make sure radio we can broadcast. actually do it, yeah. Yeah, radio <laughs> broadcast. So keep your fingers crossed. And so this is, uh, this is the two-day event, March 3rd and 4th, at the Civic Center. Um, all of, we got a full house and vendors uh, already, plant sales, there's music, there's a silent auction, uh, lots of youth activities, including the Home Depot uh, birdhouse construction, uh, uh, and there's milkweed uh, uh, plants that the kids will be able to put in containers, a plant exchange on Saturday, and then the uh, Last Chance Forever on both Saturday and Sunday from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. If you the raptors, you're into the hawks and owls, and the uh, Jerry and I are going to participate in the landscape school, and that's on Sunday. Uh, and that that is from uh, uh, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. and includes lectures, all of the handouts. Uh, Jerry's got Texas superstars. We've got the Austin plant list. We've got uh, the landscape care guide. Uh, we've got uh, Tom Harris's drip irrigation guide, and Jerry will talk about uh, Texas Superstar plants, his plant choices. I'll talk about uh, design principles, and uh, Brian Davis, the extension agent, will be there to talk about uh, water conservation and a bunch of the other issues. There'll also be individual consultation. Bring your plan, any specific questions you have. If you want more information on the event, the two-day event, wilsoncountynews.com is where to get it. But if you want to register for the uh, landscape school, 830-393-7357. That's $25 per individual. It's the only thing that we charge for at the event. $25 for individuals and $40 for two folks from the same family. And that's on Sunday, the landscape school. Again, 830-393-7357. And we'll be there for the radio show both days. Compliments. Uh, Millburgers is, uh, again, one of the sponsors. And, of course, uh, Wilson County News and uh, our, our show, KLUP, uh, San Antonio River Authority, Agger Life Extension, City of Floresville. Lots of lots of wonderful sponsors. Do you think he left out that information? Uh, I was just going through my mind. Hard time. <laughs> they, 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 uh, I didn't say it because they hassled Especially me so much. We're on the same wavelength, son. Yeah. I was just waiting. Uh, as long as they last. <laughs> I was saying, oh, no. As long as, long as they, as last, they last, which is going to be about a millisecond. <laughs> a Saturday, there'll be uh, the uh, rodeo tomato. Nobody's going to come out. Rodeo that, tomato, right. a milkweed, a native milkweed. Oh, wow. Or a zinnia. <laughs> so, two, two butterfly a zinnia. plants. Oh, yeah, a butterfly plant. And, a, and, and also, it's also a good uh, color plant uh, if they're not interested. In, some people don't, aren't all excited about milkweed. Yeah. I can't understand it. But. I bet the people in Wilson County don't really care about that tomato, don't you? Nah, probably not. But we're going to divide, we're gonna divide up the supply, 
And Peterson Brothers, the wholesaler that supplies Millburgers uh-huh. and everybody else, has, has got us on their list, and uh, they'll be uh, half half the supply will be available to give away on Saturday and half on Sunday. Notice he's not saying how, what the number of supply is. <laughs> Should I say would it? You, would you like to tell us how many are going to be each day? Plants? Uh, 600 plants each day. That's a lot. That's good. Are they going to be in four and a half, or are they going to be four and a half? Four and a half, or three and a half? Three and a half, or whatever our basic size is. That's right out here. Okay, that's four and a half. Yeah, so there. It's a nice, it's a nice little gift. One, it's one plant, and then we'll have. uh, There'll be nurseries there that'll be uh, supplying uh, other other plants too. Lots of. uh, There'll be more rodeo tomatoes for sale, and there'll be. And more milkweed and uh, old-fashioned roses. Antique Rose Emporium is going to deliver a uh, uh, truckload of roses for us to sell. And, of course, we're doing all this for youth gardening in the region, uh, including Bear County and uh, all the surrounding counties. You want to join? If you happen to get there and, and they've, they've given away all the tomatoes, Kevin will be easy to find. He'll be he'll be roaming around. I'll there. be there's that's so you a, can have a, it's a wonderful facility. There's lots of little rooms, and I can, I'll be <laughs> hiding out under the bleachers <laughs> if we run out of plants. I mean, just just consider yourself lucky when you get there. There are no tomatoes. You can still get the zinnias or the milkweed and the milkweed. Milkweed. milkweed versus tomato. Hey, you know another thing though. <laughs> They're, rec- they're recruiting for that South Texas Master Gardener class, Uh-oh. and uh, that uh, is, a, is an opportunity. If you've had trouble getting in a Master Gardener class, this uh-huh. this one is uh, representing Wilson, Carnes, Ascosa County. But one of the deals is that if you get, if you go through Master Gardener training in one area, you can transfer to another area too. So they welcome candidates from Bear County and all over the region. And uh, the class will, the class will, the recruiting uh, now and uh, during the uh, event on March 3rd and 4th, but uh, classes will be starting April and finish by the 1st of June. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9.30 a.m., the answer. Hi, it's Milton Glitt from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bullforty Road, and I'm eager to tell you about all the things on sale at Millburgers because a lot of them are Texas superstars. Let's start off with the Phalaenopsis orchids, a Texas superstar in the four-inch pot. They're absolutely gorgeous, and they're on sale for just $16.88. Want blue bonnets for the yard? Millburgers has the Texas blue bonnets in the four-inch pot, a Texas superstar, on sale for just 88 cents each. How about the Texas Superstar Texas Gold Columbine on sale in the one-gallon container for just five eighty-eight? 
You'll also find something else at Millburgers. Geraniums, they just scream spring for San Antonio, and they're on sale in the 6-inch pot for just four eighty-eight. And you'll find miniature roses on sale in the 4.5-inch pot for just five eighty-eight. You'll find all these and more on sale this weekend at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Learn more at com. Alamo Shooting Sports presents the Second Amendment Minute with Chris Fales. I'm Chris Fales, owner of Alamo Shooting Sports. In America, the right to bear arms has always been seen as a vital right, ensuring protection for you, your family, and securing your property. In the midst of the American Revolution, these rights are being explicitly included in early state constitutions. In writing the Federalist Papers number 46, James Madison contrasted the proposed American federal government to European kingdoms that he criticized as being afraid to trust the people with arms. Madison went on to assure Americans that they would never need to fear their government as they had the British crown because the Constitution would ensure them the advantage of being armed. A select committee was assembled to review amendments proposed by James Madison who authored the language that would become the Second Amendment to the Constitution. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. By the grace of God and these brave new Americans, we now live in a free and prosperous nation. I'm Chris Fales. Alamo Shooting Sports is a place where retail meets lifestyle, a place where new shooters and pros can shop, where Americans' rights become its pastime. At Alamo Shooting Sports, we educate and enrich the shooter's lifestyle by providing top-of-the-line customer service and low prices. Come by today and get a free carry case with any pistol purchase. Alamo Shooting Sports is in the Gallery Oak Shopping Center at 281 Just Past Thousand Oaks. Call us at 210-490-4867 or find us online at alamoshooting.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. I've seen aliens drop from the sky. Yeah. But I have never seen anything like this. The movie Black Panther helps us get to know King T'Challa, who's also the famed superhero Black Panther. He must find a balance between serving his people and saving the world. As superhero picks go, this is a pretty good one. There are solid messages here praising service to others, the need for global unity, and the importance of fatherhood. However, we do see displays of a tribal religion involving prayers to ancestors. And you can't miss the superhero violence, though not gratuitous. So I'm giving Black Panther three and a half invisible city shields out of five for family friendliness. For more on this or the new Samson movie, be sure to check out PluggedIn.com com slash radio plugging you into the movies i'm bob olszewski for focus on the family's plugged in movie review Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer. Got a question from the crowd. I'm going to, you give Jerry the phone. I'm going to give you the microphone. Tell us what you got and what's going on. Here you go. Well, I've got a piece of landscaping that 
is very stressed right now. It looks like the leaves are chlorotic. You know, it's obviously missing some kind of nutrient. So got a photo I'd like to show you guys. And what is what the plant? Looking at, let me, here, I can pass it down to There's the healthy example. That's a bush, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that a bush? Aren't there bushes? But, uh, oh, here you go. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> there you go. So what you? Oh, you're going to show them the, uh, the the disease one also. What do you mean? Do you know what kind it is, Calvin? It has yellowing leaves. What what is it? Do you remember? Firebush, maybe. No, it's not firebush. Here's an example of a healthy one. It has little uh, red flowers. Something we know. Hey, red red I flowers. I, I'm sure you sell them here. Um. Snow, the the water the water situation hasn't changed. It's not getting water's not settling there, is it? Um, I don't think so, but that's a possibility. But you can see on, on the unhealthy one, the leaves are very stressed. Yeah, they, they've got a. Of course, they got that secondary infection too. But um, it is chlorotic, but that's. That's a lot of times. That's the characteristic we see if they're, for some reason, if the drainage changed. Yeah. You know, if uh, was there any construction or any patio put in or anything like that? No, there wasn't. But um, it was healthy last year, and it uh, sort of gets stressed towards the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, um, uh, but the other ones are do the other ones are doing fine, huh? Yeah. Wish I could think of what that is. I can't think of it either. Well, remember, you get about <laughs> two hours away here, and we'll remember what it. That's. You know what that is? Another picture. Yeah, that that, that is. Uh, <laughs> we've got that right uh, back. <laughs> Where we got two plants yeah. here that we're familiar with, but we can't wax, 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 cherry. What is that? Wax. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Can you think of wax? Wax myrtle. Wax. Well, yeah. it is wax myrtle. Look at Milton. <laughs> I don't even need to see it. I just yeah. know. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> now that that the wax myrtle can be a little sensitive to the cold, but that but uh, the other one. It sure does look like it's got some kind of it's got tr- trouble. Now, if the drainage was tough when we had this cold weather, could be an issue. Why don't you, Why don't you do a little digging around there, under it, and see if you can find a, a difference? I wouldn't be surprised if you're going to find that it's a little soggy for some reason there. Yeah, and I don't know. Some sometimes you can get a leak. But uh, it might it might just be how the drainage somehow the drainage changed. Great. Okay. Well, thanks very much. On a overgrown shrub like this, is this the time of year to really cut it back? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can go ahead and cut those because they're going to be starting. They're going to be starting their growth pattern now. And you don't need to worry about cutting back. Is that a, is this a hill country? Yeah, it's hill country. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's got. I wish I could, uh, 
Yeah, well, I wish Charles was here. Or Trace. Trace, Trace might be over. Come to the patio. Trace, come to the come to the front porch. Trace, come to the front porch. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. Look for that. Uh, uh, Jerry, can you think of any other reason why that plant might be showing that symptom? It has a, uh, that plant has a tendency to show that, show that yellow one. I, I would use a iron chelate around it, something like yeah, that. Yeah, if you can't, I suspect you're going to find that the, the well, it even it could even be, could even be dry, real dry there, but I would. That's I, true. Yeah, but I would guess, uh, you know, that we would see that symptom. Did you start to see it in the summer at all? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, well, that might be too. You see, uh, do you, do you water right, it? Or? Yeah. There's one right next to it that was stressed the year before. That one came back. Now this one's stressed. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Check that. Check that out. Look for look for a dry. You might even find the root ball might be real dry. That'll be uh, that'll be an easier solution because then you just water it right at that base. If it's soggy, here comes Trace. Then you got to figure. Then you got to figure that out. I've heard sulfur is good to add to soil. Is that uh, true? Sulfur doesn't hurt anything, but okay. Yeah, is that uh, if, if it's an acid-loving plant, which is this, it doesn't hurt. Just follow. Yeah, follow the instructions. Okay. All right. So see the guy in the uh, the coat. brownish coat there. It's running away. Yeah, it's, it's moving away from us. Ask him to identify it so we, uh, he'll tell us what it was. Okay, thank you. All right. All right, good luck. Thanks. Sorry 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Jerry, you'd asked about the, uh, I find my glasses now. What do I do with my glasses? They're on your hair, face. Are they? Oh, wow. Okay. I just, there's not helping. Uh, there we go. I got to take, take them off to make them work. Are you okay, man? I don't know now. <laughs> All right, you'd asked about the weather. I guess they're just so they're so dirty that they look fuzzy. Uh, today the high is uh, 73. Uh, the uh, and then tomorrow and Tuesday seem to be when you'd ask about the rain. Uh, tomorrow mostly cloudy. 76 is the high, 66 the low. Tuesday strong thunderstorms in the area with a high <laughs> of 74 <laughs> and a low of 63. And then, oh, maybe the front comes in. Maybe that's it. Because yeah. Wednesday is uh, 45 is the low, 66, and occasional rain. Yeah. Thursday is 50s. Wow, 52 the low, 55 the high, and cloudy and a little rain, and it'll be cooler on Thursday. So Strong thunderstorms, huh? That's what AccuWeather says. Is, is it storms or mist? Strong thunder a, mist. It says Thunderstorm, and it's not thunder snow either. Yeah. If you remember, thunder snow from the last time. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's what AccuWeather says. Right. It actually says a strong thunderstorms. I embellished it by saying strong thunderstorms. They, they don't, I gave it more than one. I apologize. The the weather the weather lady uh, last night said that uh, they're predicting six tenths of an inch. So half a little more than half an inch. A little more than half an inch. We need, yeah, inch or two. Milton. Maybe she's just being conservative. Maybe no. she really thinks it's going to be an inch. She, might, gonna... she probably thinks it's going to be less than a, a half. <laughs> an she's inch. trying to get her hopes up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that that storm, that thunder, thunder mist is, is what we're getting ready to have. That's cool, see, We have thunder snow, thunderstorms, and thunder mist now. All right. 
Well, Calvin, it's time. Uh-oh. It's time that you wrote your article for the Wilson County people about uh, weed pre-emergence for the grass burrs. Isn't it about the time? I got a, I got a question uh, from a guy who said, uh, should I apply a weed pre-emergent now? I have St. Augustine long. And this is fe- mid, mid to late February, so that's oh, yeah. when we usually yeah, take it to it, isn't it? Yeah, I was think I was trying to remember one of the questions wasn't that wasn't uh, this week too, or maybe maybe next week. Yeah, we'll get it in there for sure. Yeah, but the the other thing that we for grass for grass burrs. Yeah, the other thing we haven't emphasized that we usually do this time of the year is uh, aeration and uh, top dressing. Uh, people looking for a lawn activity that we get. There's maybe you start to see some green mm-hmm. in their lawn, and if it's not just the rescue weeds and the uh, <laughs> the rescue grass and the annual bluegrass finally coming around, uh, yeah, you could you could be having some San Augustine and even some. I notice the Bermuda grass around the edge, where the you know where around where the boulevard where it gets to the asphalt is yeah. starting to grow. Warm uh, it up faster. Warm it up, yeah, instead of Instead of fertilizing, go ahead and uh, rent an aerator and top dress, or get a contractor to do it. It's it's a really uh, beneficial process for your for your lawn. Relatively inexpensive too. And we talked about yesterday about the the uh, the young weed weed seedlings weed seedlings. I guess that's right. Uh, anyway, the 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 blue bonnet type weeds that have been hunkered down all winter uh, are now getting these few warm days and they're beginning to really perk up. start perk up and start growing so uh, it's it's like with anything the younger the plant is the easier it is to kill with a, a herbicide and uh because of these fluctuating uh weather the fluctuating temperatures um, there's only one herbicide that we recommend that doesn't hurt the grass and will uh, take care of the young emerging weeds, and, and that's can, weed-free zone. It can deal with the cool, cooler weather. Yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of times when the weather's cooler, uh, the herbicides are not effective. E- even weed-free zone is slower to, to operate yeah. in you know, I had, I had good luck with uh, on the rescue grass. I had it on my uh, all my raised beds. It was coming in gangbusters, uh, you know, like the fruit trees. Uh, and I went ahead and used uh, one of the uh, contact herbicides for for grass. Mm-hmm. Worked really well. Worked well this year, even even though yeah, I did right, it. around the garden area or in yeah. the garden area. Uh, in the in the uh, Garden areas where the f- fruit trees and oh okay, okay. and the uh, oh the butterfly plants and everything mm-hmm. are, are growing, uh, and even though I sprayed it before the big freezes, it uh, was pretty effective. Good. We got Joan on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Joan. Welcome to Mill. Well, hi. Hi. Yes, it's um, wonderful. You're my favorite show on 
on Aww, Sunday. I, thank you. Saturday and Sunday, I absolutely try to find something to do close to the radio. Yay, thank you. Well, my um, problem here is that I have just identified the um, uh, rose rosette disease on my favorite little rose bush. And it's going to be removed, but I thought uh, you said at one point Jerry Parsons was sort of interested in knowing what areas it was in. Oh, Rose Rosette. You say you've identified Rose Rosette? I certainly have, yes. Okay. Are you in San Antonio here? She's in Holotus. Oh, in Holotus. I'm in Holotus, right. Well, what what were the symptoms that you identified? I was looking at it, and I noticed that it was growing this uh, web of uh, branches going every direction. Everything was, um, all the things that were budding were very, very small and malformed, and it just looked really, really sick. And so I went and got... And the, um, new, the new growth is thorn. It got thorns on it? Oh, like crazy. It has okay. developed thorns That's it. everywhere. Who, and what what rose was it on? Unfortunately, a pink double knockout. Oh, okay. Yeah, the knockouts are I, more susceptible. That's what I understand. I saw. I have Calvin's um, article uh, here on roses face a huge threat from the mite. So All I've right. been sort of studying this one and watching it deteriorate, and I finally had a um, an expert in, and he really wasn't familiar with it at all, so um, he went and did research, and he said, oh my gosh, he said, I'm coming over this afternoon, and he said, we're going to get that thing out of there. <laughs> it's, um, uh, all the yeah. stems are green, but the, re- the oh, it just breaks my heart because I love that plant. But, yeah, do you do you have other roses? Um, I have another one, but it's about sixteen feet away, and it doesn't seem to be affected at all. Okay. And there's another one that's got a fence between us, and it's probably a hundred feet away. Okay. And it doesn't seem to be affected at all. Okay. So be sure to be be sure to spray those other after after you dig the. The infected rose out. Be sure that you spray it with a uh, dormant oil spray this this winter. A dormant oil spray that that gets that takes care of the mite. Yeah, the the remaining roses. The remaining roses. Oh, yeah. okay, that's good. I'm a new I'm a new gardener, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm I think, sorry. I think, yeah, I think it all the article outlines that too. The that yes. dormant spray. It's a I think it's a wonderful article. I gave it to the, the uh, my gardener for a. Uh, I said, "You read this," <laughs> and he called me two days later, and he said, "Oh my goodness!" He said, "We've got to get that thing out of there." <laughs> so, so he really got you know he he dug into it. So, okay, we good. know what we have. It's bad. Yeah. So I just wanted to let you know that it's in Holotus. Okay. Thanks, well, thank Joe. You. I'm sorry. Sorry it happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Me too. Maybe that fast action that you've taken though will 
will stop it from spreading. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, th- I, th- I think once you dig that out mm-hmm. uh, and control the mites, that you can plant back in the same hole. Same plant, same hole. Now, in other words, get you another double knockout and, and try it in the same hole. Well, I'm so glad you said that. I was wondering if I had to do anything to the soil. No, ma'am. Um, no, ma'am. It, it's, it's aerial, really. So if you get rid of the mite and get rid of the mother plant, uh, I, I, I don't. It's, it's not transmitted on the roots, I don't think. Oh, awesome. Well, you just made my day. Well, thank you. Be, you know, I'll be a fool and try it again because it was gorgeous. I love that road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good road. So, fool me once, shame on them. Fool me twice. I guess I've got to change my mind. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Joe. Well, thank, thank you. you for, thank you for calling in. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. War of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bullforty Road, and I'm eager to tell you about all the things on sale at Millburgers because a lot of them are Texas superstars. Let's start off with the Phalaenopsis orchids, a Texas superstar in the four-inch pot. They're absolutely gorgeous, and they're on sale for just $16.88. Want blue bonnets for the yard? Millburgers has the Texas blue bonnets in the four-inch pot, a Texas superstar, on sale for just 88 cents each. How about the Texas Superstar Texas Gold Columbine on sale in the one-gallon container for just five eighty-eight? You'll also find something else at Millburgers. Geraniums, they just scream spring for San Antonio, and they're on sale in the six-inch pot for just four eighty-eight. And you'll find miniature roses on sale in the four-and-a-half-inch pot for just five eighty-eight. You'll find all these and more on sale this weekend at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road. Learn more at millburgernursery.com. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? I owe the IRS $37,000. Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs that may protect you from IRS collection agencies. They have the power to garnish your wages, put liens on your property, and levy your bank account. Civic Tax Relief can help protect you from the IRS. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't know the IRS anything. Find out about the Fresh Start program that is now available through Civic Tax Relief. Civic Tax Relief's special tax hotline can help you discover all the relief programs available for free. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. Just call 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Don't wait. Call now. 800-210-6779. 800-210-6779. Six seven seven nine. 
While Valentine's Day falls on a Wednesday, Oak Valley Vineyards Texas Bistro is celebrating on Friday and Saturday night as well. Make your reservations today at Texas Most Romantic Winery with a special menu that includes her favorites like Salmon Wellington and his, the Chef Cut Prime Beef Tenderloin or the Surf and Turf Black Angus Prime New York Strip and Crab Cake. A four-course meal that's all-inclusive with champagne, chocolate-covered strawberries, candlelight, and music to dance to all night long. And Oak Valley Vineyards has thought of everything. Ask about having a dozen roses waiting for you at your table. Four courses, three special nights, the two of you, and one unforgettable Valentine's Day. Nestled in the Texas Hill Country, Oak Valley Vineyards is on 3009 in Natural Bridge Caverns. Call now to reserve your special table at 830-980-8033. Oak Valley Vineyards Restaurant.com. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Ms. Pedez is on the line. Hi, Ms. Pedez. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm calling because we have a two peach trees, and I know they say when I call before to cut them, you can uh, cut it if you have to cut it. Uh, in February, but uh, I was reading something about uh, dormant oil. Should I cut? Should we cut the uh, the tree? Why they don't have the leaves on it, and then spray the oil, or how you do that? You, you can you cut. You do the pruning first, and then spray the dormant oil. You can do either, but it's easier if you uh-huh. do it after the pruning. And after the got, pruning, right? Okay. All right. Oh, I, I hear myself on the radio with y'all. Uh-huh. No. So, but, How do you sound? Uh, uh, <laughs> like somebody different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, uh, and then I saw in in one uh, place they have something you put on the part that you cut when you do that. No, you do. No, that's with oak trees. Yeah, I never and, heard. Uh, you oh, don't, that's you don't necessarily trees. need to do that with fruit trees. And sometimes uh-huh. well, you do it with roses. Yeah, no, they, okay. the, 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 that, that's one of the advantages of, uh, like, a peach trees. 
ready to grow. So you cut, uh-huh. it's already healing and, and putting new branches on and everything. So you don't have to worry okay, about that. Okay, so I can go ahead and just cut out the branches while they don't have the leaves and everything while it's dormant, and then just spray the whole the, the, uh, tree. Right. That's it. Bark, oh. trunk, bark, and everything. Okay. And, uh, All right. Now, re- remember that dormant oil will, will uh, kill any uh, green vegetation under under that it gets on, like pansies or petunias or anything like that growing under the tree. So uh-huh, uh-huh. you okay, have to so put, a put cloth, it on the cloth. Yeah, well... You, you uh, when you spray in the tops and everything else, you're gonna get some of it's gonna fall off. Uh-huh. So I'm just telling you, if you got any green plants under the tree, unless they're weeds, no, I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. if they're weeds, you can just let let it let dormant oil fall on that and kill those. Oh, okay. So what I'm gonna do is just have my husband cut the uh, branch. Branches and uh, that I don't want on there, and um, spray the dormant all like you say. And there you start go. Killing That'll everything. Work. Okay. Yeah. All right then. Okay. Thanks. Thank okay. You, Good luck to you. Thank you. You take okay. care. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay. okay. I was going to ask her what kind of tree she had. What kind oh. of variety? Some, got- somebody said the lovely Enciano was uh, blue. Their blue was booming already. Oh, is that my, right? The only one that's my, uh, Florida King is the only one that's booming in my, yeah. Lawfully, yeah. Santa shouldn't be blooming Wouldn't before. Wouldn't seem like it. Florida King. All right, 210-308-8867. We've got um, Scrubby on the line. Hi, Scrubby. Welcome to Millbrook's hey, Gardening. What's going on? Hey, uh, I wanted to uh, give you a couple of compliments. Uh, first of all, thanks for relaying the uh Message about scoring the uh, mountain laurel seeds from uh, your caller, Ed. And uh, uh, also, I wonder if you paid attention to the fact that your uh, broadcast made it all the way around the world, I guess, because, well, last month after we talked about the uh, cannabis legalization, well, the day after that, uh, man, there was news was full of I mean, the paper was full of it, news about uh, everything yeah, we, we, we seem to have that effect. Uh, yeah. We're, we're news. You know, yeah, sometimes marijuana, sometimes it's zinnias. Yeah. Milkweed. We don't, oh, you well, should have heard the I zinnias remember. stories. Oh, Rutabaga. Rutabaga really got it. <laughs> Actually, uh, bananas. Smoking bananas in the 60s was supposed to be the big deal. Uh, that was oh, as far as because they weren't sure weren't going to outlaw uh, bananas. <laughs> Did you guys, when you were little, they ever try to smoke uh, bull rush? Good Lord, man! Yeah. What kind of show is you only do that? Yeah. You only do that when once. Was, when I was little, they hadn't discovered fire yet. Oh, wait a minute! <laughs> so, what happened with the mountain laurels? I don't understand. Uh, well, we were, uh, we were talking yeah, about scaring, was, scaring, I, scarring the sea. I, I was I was trying to score them. Uh, you know, get the, the hard covering uh, opened up or loosened up where you could uh, uh, germinate them and. Uh, I was using an old rasp, and I should have been using one of them half-round bastards, you know. And yeah. uh, it worked out great. Now, that, but, the, uh, days of, the days have passed when we used to talk well, about, when Paul Cox used to be on the show, we'd talk about the uh, Texas Mountain Laurel Seeds, and he'd be talking about the 
the hallucinatory uh, or the oh yeah the, the effects. <laughs> so we, well, I uh, yeah. oh I I wouldn't know about that, but I have that on. And I have that just waking up in the morning. But uh, I've uh, I've started. Uh, I've, I've discovered I can use an old uh, coffee grinder, and I can pulse it a couple of times, and it it you know it. Uh, it skins them up pretty good. I'm gonna try oh, that. Oh yeah, that yeah. That's all you need to do is break that outer, outer layer there, outer coat. Just don't don't use it for coffee afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, no, buddy. no, coffee, coffee's for breakfast. All right, I appreciate you guys. Y'all Thank take you care. Thanks, yeah, we'll talk to you later. And rumor has it that the uh, rutabaga stories that were going out after our conversations. Were actually planted by uh, the Russians, Russian bots, yeah, or maybe the, oh. the Swedes, the Swedes, the Swedes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, darn, so, those darn Swedes. And Miss Perez called back and said she wanted you to know the peach tree was a Sam Houston. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Did she say? Oh, there good. were a lot of Sam Houston yeah. planted. Yeah, I've got earlier. a Sam Houston, and it's not. Yeah, it's not showing any action yet. And last year didn't do anything either. Good. Uh, we haven't talked about rose pruning, but February is the month. And there's great, great diagrams and instructions on PlantAnswers.com. Yeah. And uh, you, you want to prune the the roses back now, to, uh, especially the old wood. Basically, take the old wood out. And uh, don't prune the climbers. You don't prune the climbers till after they bloom. And the uh, tough modern roses and old-fashioned roses, you don't have to be... Uh, real conscientious and just get the old dead wood out. You basically stuff. tidy them up. Yeah, tidy them up. That's what Greg would say. Yeah, that's a, that's Greg's term. Yeah. You, you tidy them up, kind of with you. You know, we talk about uh, not pruning roses or whatever with hedge cl- hedge, hedge clippers, but uh, those old-fashioned roses, uh, they're basically hedged hedged plants like that. Uh, but now your uh, the one you like so much that that's pruned like Katie a modern mo- yeah that's pruned like a modern rose isn't it rather than a I, is, is it a shrub rose yeah it's just it just grows just like Belinda's dream oh okay so I um I just whenever I you know I don't prune it very often but I, every once in a while I just take some dead wood out and, yeah uh, maybe if it's on really Excellent soil, you'd have to... I mean, highly fertilized. Yeah, so. but uh, I don't really have an... It's not an overwhelming growth either, so on that soil in my yard, yeah. it's pretty stinky. And yeah. I, I don't know if you picked up on it, but uh, those Grandma Yellow that we were talking about yesterday, I guess, Trace has got those. They are available for sale now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they well, they last. Right now. Hey, uh, let's see if we can answer his question before we have to close the show down. Ed is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Ed. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Oh, I just got a couple of questions for you guys. I'll try to be quick. Um, I've got a, a knockout rose, a red one that uh, I planted. Oh, I guess it's been in the ground for at least two years. Um is there some real advantage to pruning that thing back? Or, or, I mean, it seems to be growing and happy the way it is, and it blooms pretty well. I don't. I don't prune mine back. 
and a lot of some people do, well the folks that get, have them on the oh, commercial grounds sometimes they'll they'll want them more uniform and a certain size but uh, I'm with you though I think I like I like them in their natural form and they look good they don't get they don't look uh, uh, like they need any kind of special pruning okay good um, that's, it, mine seems to be growing in a pretty natural uh, rounded uh, you know dip state so yeah just figured I'd better leave it alone um, when, I, when you're using the miracle grow fertilizer and you mix it up according to directions right tablespoon on a gallon usually right well I put a whole package in 50 gallons and stir it up that'll work um, how often can you, uh, you know, generally on your garden vegetables and ornamentals, how, I, I, mo- I have a lot of stuff in pots. Can I water with that every single time, or do I need to water li- like every other time? Or Every single time. I do it every other time, but uh, Jerry recommends every time, and, either, and both of them work, work fine. Well, I mean, they don't. It doesn't get uh, to where it burns them or anything. No, I mean, I know no, I can't no, do that not, in not the hot part no. of the summer. But uh, you know, at this time of the year, you know, I just assumed I could probably do it every time, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. No, I don't. I don't, grow, I don't even uh, apply it this time of year. I don't start until until we get a little more growth going. But I I do it. Um, mostly citrus trees that are in half whiskey barrels, and I do it. Try to do it every every couple of weeks. Well, Ed, we've we've run out of time. Oh right. no! We'll talk to you next Saturday. Thanks Give us for a call. calling, Ed. Thanks. Bye, Ed. All right, we're going to begin to wrap up today. I want to thank Felix back at the uh, studios for getting everybody's calls on the air. Got a big rush at the end. Uh, but we will see you back here next Saturday and next Sunday from noon to 2 at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. On behalf of Docs, thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. This is AM 930, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.